The sports world has been greening itself for most of the century, but despite these efforts, most fans have no idea. That changes now. Welcome to Green Sports Pod. Hosted by Lou Blaustein, Green Sports Pod highlights the successes, challenges, and opportunities to green the games we love to watch and play, and give you the chance to hear from the athletes who are taking positive environmental actions. Learn more and subscribe to the show today at greensportsblog.com. Hi there, I'm Lou Blaustein, and welcome to another edition of Green Sports Pod. And today, we are really excited to have Alex Carr of innovative company in a corner of the sports world that you might not think of that often, but is in a place where innovation on environment and climate is much needed. The company is called Arena Mend, and the arena, pun intended, is horse show footing, the dirt and other compounds that the horses in horse shows jump on and walk on and canter on. And I am really excited to bring in Alex Carr of Arena Mend to Green Sports Pod. Alex, how are you doing today? Hey, Lou, thank you so much for having us. This has been very exciting. We love eco athletes and have had some great introductions through you and some of the other eco athletes that we've connected with. So this is exciting for us. Fantastic, Alex, and likewise. And full disclosure, we interviewed Alex about a year and a half ago or so for Green Sports Blog. And before that, I had no idea about the world of horse show footing and the environmental costs that were inherent in it. Alex certainly educated me on that. And so let's bring our listeners into the conversation now. Talk a little bit about the horse show footing world and what the arena mend difference is in terms of your product and in trying to innovate. Sure. So traditionally in arena footing, you have a sand component, usually a high grade silica sand. You either have a coating, whether or not that's a wax or a plastic elastomer to coat the sand that is an optional requirement. And then you have a fiber component similar to a textile. And that adds a structure to the sand that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to get with just straight sand. And the purpose of the combination of a couple of those individual ingredients is to allow the horse increased grip, increased concussion when it takes off or when it lands, and allows the horse to perform better, similar to running on a beach when the waves are coming in and it's closer to the water, you have more stability than if it's further into the beach and you have the looser deep sand. All of the components, including typically a lot of water, is required for horse shows to enable all of the horses and to go through and jump and show at high volume and maintain that stability. And so our goal was to reduce, initially was to reduce water and our environmental impact through footing. And Arena Men's first iteration was a waterless footing that just had a natural coating rather than the wax or those plastic elastomers that I had mentioned. It was a plastic-free coating. And that eliminated all water use. 
which was a wonderful impact that we were able to bring to the industry, but we still didn't have the fiber component. And typically fiber is a polymer or a polyester, a nylon component. Sometimes they use rubber mats or reused rubber tires to add some of that cushion. That was what we were, we've we been trying to displace for the last several years. And that impact is quite high because as you can imagine, arenas are very large. An average arena we typically see is around 20,000 square feet worth of material. So to fill all of that space and to have the appropriate structure, a typical arena would require anywhere from 15,000 to 20,000 pounds worth of this fiber. And that fiber is plastic. And so how did ArenaMend tackle the fiber problem from an environmental sustainability point of view? Because that's a lot of fiber and could be a lot of potential environmental benefit if you could come up with a new, better, less environmentally impactful way of doing it. For sure. And when we're dealing with horses and riders, our priorities are always going to be the health and the safety and the performance of the horse. So our goal was always to figure out how to make a high performing fiber with displacing plastics. The technology five years ago wasn't there. We searched all over the world. I went to Sweden interviewing people. We went to Australia. We met with an Australian group a South African group. And the technology wasn't there until recently, about three, four years ago, we connected with a company called Natural Fiber Welding based out of Peoria, Illinois. And they have created a technology which uses all plant-based materials and chemically allows them to bind together in different ways that otherwise hasn't been done before. That's so cool. It's a very cool product on their end. They are taking over the fashion industry, which is very fun to be a part of. That's incredible. What's the name of the company again? Natural Fiber Welding. Natural Fiber Welding. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Continue. And so when we reached out to them, it was through a lot of discussion, a lot of talk, a lot of talk with their head scientists and developing through their technology, a specifically engineered fiber using plant-based materials that would emulate and perform better than synthetic or plastic fibers. And first of all, there's something poetic in a way of you're going to Stockholm and (laughs) Australia and South Africa. And where do you find the solution? Peoria. Yes. (laughs) And that must have been quite a eureka moment. I want to get back to that in a minute. But first, let's take a 30,000 foot view on ArenaMend. How did the company get started and where did the environmental, you know, making footing more environmentally friendly come from? So my dad and I, we are co-founders of this company. So he has, Dan Carr has been in the footing industry since the early 90s. And he originally had been in the golf industry. So he was very in tune to grasses and footing for various levels. When I was coming of my college ages and learning more about what I was interested in about me. And I found my passion truly to be the environment and sustainability. And I had done a lot of projects and independent studies and internships and jobs all relating to displacement of plastics or water quality. 
simultaneously, my dad was looking for constant innovation in the industry of what's going to help the horse to be better. And so through my random testings of school projects and however information I found that was sustainable, I would shove him different test products. And that's kind of the early stages of, of Arena Mend. And then once we really developed a product that was the coating of that was a natural displacement, our initial thought was to reduce water. Not only was that from a sustainable impact, but also there's a lot of regions in the country and the world that don't have water that want an equestrian sport to be very big and to promote it. And they can't really do that without a lot of water to sustain their ground. So it was a twofold of broadening where arenas can be and also reducing water. And that's really the origin of Arena Mend. And then through that, my passion for sustainability and my dad's constant innovation push really is what developed a a little niche of trying to find a plastic displacement for footing. I love this story. (laughs) I loved it the first time I heard about it when we first spoke a year and a half ago. The father coming in from the golf industry and also the horse footing industry, and then the daughter with the sustainability bent. You could almost see a clash there, but not a clash. Instead, it was a partnership that came about. Wonderful partnership. And that is just fantastic. Okay. So now talk a little bit about the original reaction to especially the environmental aspects and features and benefits of arena men, starting with the the water reduction and now mm-hmm. much more recently on the fiber end. But early days, what was it like talking, especially environmental sustainability to your potential customers, the horse show world? Most people, 99% of the people didn't believe it worked. That was pretty much... Because water is so ingrained in the regular maintenance and performance of an arena that no one ever like, no, it can't work. That's just, that's not a thing. And the more we installed, the more people saw that it was, it was real. And so that was a fun turning point for us is to show that not only is it sustainable, but also it works. It adds value to a customer. They can ride all year long and not have either a footprint of their water usage or also they don't have to pay thousands of dollars of fees or taxes or water usage additional costs in areas that are restricted. And so originally, a lot of people, to be honest, did not care about the sustainable impact. They just wanted to make sure it worked. And that's where I was kind of interested about this part of the story Because my perception, and it may not be reality, but my perception is is that this is a conservative sport, (laughs) not that this is a sport that hasn't changed much, I'm guessing, over time, and may not be on the front foot of environmental innovation. It's not at all. The industry is very behind on sustainability measures, particularly the way that It's a huge footprint running a horse show. It's a huge footprint moving horses across the country throughout the year. CO2 emissions of transporting horses, staff, riders, even internationally, you know, they're transatlantic if you're at a higher level. It's a very, what works is stable. 
And so rocking the boat is difficult. It's very difficult. It's, you know, we get a lot of pushback, a lot of not paying attention to us because that can't work or they're new or, you know, whatever, but we're really not new. And so it's the fiber part is what's been fun because when you start really explaining the impact of the plastic that's being incorporated into the arenas, no one thinks about it. No one even registered that the geotextile that's being added to your arena is plastic. And that education, people are like, holy crap, that's really cool. I had no idea there was this much impact. And so the rhetoric's changing a bit on people asking, is this safe? Is this okay? Like a lot of the people that are installing arenas also have wells on their farm that they pull water from drinking water. And so the microplastic contamination being shedding into or shedding into those wells, there's been a lot more questions now coming out since we launched a month ago for the Novian Fiber. And talk about the Novian Fiber, Novian being the brand name. How has that reception been where people are skeptical? How do you overcome that skepticism? So it's funny because our fiber looks very different. We have natural elements to it. So it looks natural. It looks like a root, which is intentional. It looks very different than a traditional white flat square that's normally used. The initial pushback is this is weird. This looks weird. What does this do? Does this break down? How does it work? When we innovated this and when our first conversations when we were working with natural fiber welding was performance has to be there. And if we can't get performance there, then we can't launch anything until there's the performance. Yeah, that cannot be compromised. You can't compromise. And so overcoming the funny look has been an interesting conversation. And once they get past that and they're like, oh, this is great. I want this now. So it's actually been an easy sell. Once you get overcome, this is very odd. And you've already overcome funny looks before. You overcame it with the water. Yes. And so how does it feel to be the overcoming funny looks person? Like, (laughs) oh, what are you going to show me now that's going to be? How is that? So it's fun because there's an impact. So you're seeing an immediate impact, immediate change in people's perception or understanding of what's being put into the ground. At the same time, we are a punching bag. And so it's the dichotomy of pushing forward and continuing to be the first. And the first sometimes has its issues. Oh, I get that. We get that in eco-athletes world big time. Yes. And that's been emotionally difficult because this is our product. This is our company. It's it's me and my dad, right? So this has been us taking the brunt of a lot of that, but the bigger picture is so much more than just being a punching bag. And that's what keeps us pushing forward. And that's what makes it exciting. I can't speak for you, but for the perspective that I have as leading a group of athletes who are speaking out on climate, which is not native to them, They're getting pushed back, as you're talking about, but it is actually fun and heartwarming when you can overcome that and show that there is a benefit to this, to the person who is criticizing you, and that aha moment that happens 
is so powerful. 100%. And, you know, two years ago, sustainability wasn't on the minds of anyone in the industry. Most people, I would say. There's a few companies that were working on some sustainability efforts and poor shows. But now we're seeing there's a specific federation now that is thinking about how to become greener for the new Olympics coming up in Paris. There's transportation companies that's reaching out to me to be like, I need to displace my figuring out how to reduce my my impact on all of the horse flesh that I move around the world. What do I do? I didn't know this was a problem. So the rhetoric starting to change a lot more. And that is what we're seeing as well. And that is great to hear. Now, we can't, of course, on performance and feel and all of that, we can't get the horses do a uh, focus group. Correct. However, we can do, or you can, talk to the riders. What has been their reaction? Immediate impact. Positive. Say more. When we install our footing, it's very, the feel's very different. It's a different feel and it's because it's an organic natural product. So it has a more, it has a softer feel to it, but it holds and it still maintains the structure and the firmness where you need it to be. And so riders initially are like, this is really cool. And then they start testing it. And we had a client the other day, right after we installed it, they started riding heavily in it. And they said that difference between this and I'm going to use a competitor name so I don't call anybody out is staggering because I would have already had to drag. I would have already had to water. I would have already had to stop my day to address the footing. Whereas right now I can keep going and it hasn't moved and it works great. It's still soft, but it still holds. And that's what we like to see. So there's a lot of immediate direct impact that occurs when we first install it. And it continues after it's been installed as well. But being in the funding industry, you don't get called up halfway in the year saying, thank you so much for this is still wonderful, right? It's You only hear from them if it's going wrong. Right. That's like being an umpire. Yeah. So <laughs> getting that feedback continuously is what's been good. And now our arenas and horse show operators who are now bought in, mm -hmm. is there any conversation about how to communicate this to fans as, hey, we are on the cutting edge of something. Where does that sit? We are a year behind that, I would say. So this year for the first time, the Winter Equestrian Festival in Wellington, Florida announced a sustainability consultant, and which they've never had before. And they are redoing a lot of their facilities, building new in a more... They're expanding, but also they're trying to do better than what it was. So I would say in the next coming years, we're going to be getting a lot more of how can we do better as a horse show and as, as a horse show manager. And they're very expensive to put on. So it's, it's difficult. I respect that. How are you judging arena men's relative success? How many, in other words, how is it how many arenas or how many shows you are putting? And now the new Dovian fiber is in place. What are metrics for success? Big goals, we want to displace all plastic in the industry. Boom. That's big goal. That's what we're here for. So that's really our focus. Now, every little bit counts. So if we install 
are we sell Novian and not the waterless product arena green because of the price point? That's still a win for us because we're displacing plastic, maybe more water or the same amount of water, but there's still an impact being made. What is your market share so far? Would you say, is this just domestic or is that mainly your market? So we have interest in Australia and Germany right now to buy containerfuls of our Novian fiber because that is needed very heavily, especially in Europe with all of the increased microplastic contamination regulations and the EU regulations are just a little bit stricter. The U.S. has been our focus just because we are U.S.-based. That being said, it will probably be very quick and fast in Europe once it gets adopted going to have to go beyond you and your dad real quick. Yes. (laughs) It's going to have to grow quite fast. Yes. If you're going to displace plastic, I mean, I'm I'm not saying folks out there go to Indeed or whatever, or go to Arena Men, but (laughs) there's going to be some jobs at some point. There's going to be some jobs. We have a lot of goals and our partner, Natural Fiber Welding is in there with us. Production is there, supply chains there. So now it's just Whoever wants it, there's no constraints at this point. So it is push, 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 push as far as we can go. And it's not just the equestrian industry. It's multiple sports industries that we are, we can see an impact in. And that's exciting. You actually foretold my next question, (laughs) which was going to be, hey, what about horse racing? What about golf or the warning track at a baseball field? But horse racing would seem to be the nearest expansion point? For sure. We have a lot of interest in racetracks. They're a little different because there's not as many private tracks as there are public and community use tracks, I'd say. We have one private track that we have in Lexington that does have early adoption of Novian when we were first testing, and they've seen phenomenal results. And so now we're just working on another track that might be coming up in New York shortly. The more that we get data on the results of the racing industry and our fiber and our footing compilation, then we'll be pushing that further. And you mentioned Paris 2024. Is there a chance you guys will be part of that? And then also LA 28 has both have extremely aggressive sustainability targets. For sure. We're working on it. That's, we'd love to. A lot of times, we got this question the other day. A lot of times there's a question of, do you go local or do you, what what impact is going to be a priority, whether you use local customers, local, more of a local brand, or do you use something that has another type of impact, especially in France, not necessarily LA. Right now there's, the applications, you have to bid the job to get LA or Paris. And so that hasn't opened just yet, but we're, our name's going to be in there. Well, that is fantastic. And please get back to us and let us know how that all goes. Also, thank you so much for, first of all, the work that you and your dad and the growing Arena Men company are doing. It's really important. And also, thank you for sharing your story with us, with our listeners. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Lou, so much. And just to an ode to eco-athletes is we are 100% seeing that the younger generation is the driver for our sustainability in our sport. 
So this, the transportation company that I mentioned and the new sustainable consultant are 20, late 20s, early 30s. So the younger generation or my generation, whatever you want to look at it, is, is the driving force, which I think is great. We'll say millennials, Gen Z, yes. and whatever they're going to call the one after Gen Z. And just uh, on an eco-athlete's note as well, we have an increasing number of NCAA student-athletes among our 110-plus eco-athletes champions. And I'm sure most people may not think of arena footing. Most people might not be aware of the fact that equestrian is an NCAA sport or college sport at several campuses. And two of our champions are successful riders at Texas A&M. A shout out to the Aggies. <laughs> and, you know, maybe there's ways that they can be part of what Arena Mend is doing. In any case, Alex, so great to have you on Green Sports Pod. And thank you for listening to Green Sports Pod. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And we will see you again next time. Thanks, Cliff. You've been listening to Green Sports Pod, hosted by Lou Blaustein. Subscribe today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And head on over to greensportsblog.com, the source for news and commentary at the intersection of green and sports. Thanks, and we'll see you next time on Green Sports Pod.